0: Talk, talk to me. WSradio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg.
2: you, Wade. We are here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on wsradio.com. We bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and here with me once again is my co-host from the San Diego Union-Tribune, your next billionaire lottery winner, Drew Schlossberg.
3: Yeah, that's it, great. I already got the advanced numbers and so uh this may be my last show, Kevin.
2: Oh well, you know, everybody's been saying that. I've been hearing a lot of weird things around the office. I heard that this is crazy. I'm not gonna mention the staff member that said this, but the, hey, if I win the lottery, I don't even care if the Dodgers win. And well, that's, it, it
3: better not be Valerie Martinez, I'll just tell you that right <laughs> I now. I did
2: not I did not hear it from Val. No. Uh-uh. Right. Uh everybody is fully invested uh in, in the lottery and and and, and the Dodgers. Rogers it's going crazy you know my namesake was just named man, uh, named manager uh, of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim it's a it's very
3: crazy Is, um, well, actually
2: and somebody that you would know in San Diego cuz he played down there
3: for quite a few years Brad Osmus I know Brad Osmus uh, you know, well we did work with the the Padres I think when he was catching for us if I'm not oh, mistaken Oh yeah
2: yeah so uh, despite all that another beautiful day here in Southern California uh, but on to the program onto california school news radio you don 't need a push notification to know that we are in the midst of another devastating fire season with the arrival of potentially catastrophic santa Ana winds firefighters, across, firefighters all across the, United, the western United States are on red alert and Where do these firefighters come from? Well, for fifty years the actually let me let me emphasize that for fifty years, the Rio Hondo Fire Academy has been on the front lines. A firefighter training uh, just this last weekend. They celebrated their 50th anniversary uh, with a big bash featuring uh, 300 alumni from across the country. Uh, bucket brigade challenge, uh, fire engines, helicopter flyover, and a proclamation from United States Representative Linda Sanchez. And with us is from the Fire Academy is uh, Tracy Rickman, Coordinator Tracy Rickman. How you doing, Tracy?
4: Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be with you today. And by the way, i got to let you guys know right off the start that uh, I have that winning
2: lottery ticket. So, <laughs> What are we going to do with ourselves once we're all billionaires? <laughs> there you go. It's going to be great. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the program today. And uh, either uh, and a little bit later, we'll also be talking to a uh, Rio Hondo Fire Academy cadet, Josh Morris. Is he also on the line right now? Uh... Yes, I'm here. Oh, how you doing, Josh? How are you doing? doing? Well, how are you? I'm very well. You know, Morris is my mom's uh, maiden name, so <laughs> good to hear from another Morris. I doubt that uh, we're related, but there's all kinds of uh, weird things popping up. So, Tracy, let's, let's talk a little bit about the celebration. You know, you think of the year 1968 and all that was going on in the country and the world then, but at Rio Hondo, they started a fire academy that is still with us today, and we are very thankful for that. Uh, yeah, that's exactly
4: it, Kevin. Uh, Rio Hondo Fire Academy uh, started in 1968, graduated its first fire academy in 1968. And since then, we've put through roughly uh, 3,600 people into our just our fire academy program alone, not to
2: mention those that have earned a certificate or a degree in fire technology. And I'm, I'm looking over, you know, because... Because you had these alumni from all over the country. Now, w- what range is that? Was there, Were there any from the first class? Uh... Yes, actually we did. We had two members from the first class,
4: uh, and they, uh, of course, stood out amongst the group of alumni that were here. We had, uh, we had cadets from recent classes that had been hired all over Southern California and Texas, Utah, Colorado, and Oregon. Uh, But our our, uh, reunion did uh, sponsor two of the first uh, graduates back in 1968. One gentleman, uh, his name is Larry Powell, his son is uh, on the job currently at L.A. County Fire Department. So it was uh, generations of uh, folks that have been through the program and are either in the fire service currently or have worked a career and since retired.
3: Uh, Tracy, this is uh, Drew Schlossberg, and uh, welcome to the show, and you too, uh, Cadet Josh uh, Morris, on this. What was the inspiration for uh, starting uh, this uh, academy uh, 50 years ago?
4: Great question. Uh, Rio Hondo College actually got its roots back in 1963, uh, and then in 1967 we started a police academy, and then in 1968 the college, uh, being a community college with its foundations and, and roots in the community, here in the uh, Whittier, Santa Fe Springs, La Mirada, El Monte, Pico Rivera area, um, and, and grown since then, since 1968. And we've been a leader in training firefighters ever since uh, here in Southern California.
3: Right. Now, uh, Tracy, and I'll ask you this question too, uh, Josh, uh, were there uh, folks in your family, uh, fathers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever the case may be, that have been involved with uh, uh, the fire first responders?
4: Uh, I, can, I can speak for myself first, and, and I can tell you that uh, there are no – I don't have uh, – my dad was a retired uh, lieutenant commander from the Navy. Um, I have a son that was uh, in the military. I started myself in the United States Air Force as a firefighter back in 1982. Uh, I also have a daughter that just recently left the United States Marine Corps as a first lieutenant. So I have a very uh, military back, background as a child growing up and as an adult. Uh, and even raising children that have served in the armed forces and the the fire department is very much a paramilitary organization and that's why I've enjoyed it for the last 34 years of my career.
3: Well, I want to thank you for your uh for your service uh in the course your family service too. How about you Josh?
5: Uh you know what sir I've, I actually do not have any family in the fire service believe it or not. Um, my mom was a PEDS ICU nurse growing up and so I was exposed to that um and my sister-in-law, who's older than me, is also a, an ER nurse down in Orange County. And so um, although no one in the fire service, I've known for as long as I can remember that the fire service was something um, that I was definitely attracted to and something that is definitely my, my end goal is to have a, a long and healthy career in well, the fire service. Right. Well, it's
3: obvious in both of your DNAs, obviously, you are in the public and uh, doing something for our communities is uh, you know great. And so we thank you for uh, that service. Uh, Kevin?
2: Well, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, let's, let's talk about the wide range of programs that uh, that you take, what, what, what you have degrees in at the Fire Academy and what you have accreditations for at the Fire Academy, because this is a lot of work, this is a lot of training, and you're not messing around here.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, well, we'll start off with our, our regional approved Fire Academy program. Uh, we're approved by the California State Fire Marshal's Office. From there, we also have a approved program. It's a Wildland Fire Academy uh, that is sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, the Angeles National Forest here locally. Uh, And with that, our own Type Two Hand Crew just got deployed last week, Wednesday, uh, in front of the red flag warnings we had here in, in Southern California. So. That program is a newer program. We uh, wrote the curriculum and started that program with the leadership of the Angeles National Forest Fire Chief, a guy by the name of Don Garwood um, helped get this off and running, and now we have a two-year degree in wildland firefighting, a wildland fire academy, and our own Type two hand crew that gets uh, rotated out several times a year during the fire season to fight wildland fires in the western region of the United States. We also have an EMT program, so we are uh, certified by the County of Los Angeles, and we have a emergency medical technician program that is just growing by leaps and bounds right now as these private a- uh, ambulance companies and fire departments are looking for certified EMTs.
2: I, so, you know, I would like to I, I would like to jump in there. I think that's sure. a good point because uh, I spent uh, 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 several years caring uh, for for my mom during her. During her last years, and so we got to know the local firefighters uh, quite well because they would come over to the house every time that we had an emergency. And it was a, a retirement mobile home park, and I would imagine that they are in that park or a similar park uh, because there's several of them in the city quite often. And, and you know, I think that's we're used to as well they fight fires, but they are also in the homes of people helping uh, give them a better quality of life at any time of the day or night, 24 hours a day. Correct, correct, and, and here again, the, the the firefighters that we're training in our
4: Firefighter One Academy, majority of those young men and women want to become municipal firefighters like you're like you're talking about, working for the cities of Alhambra and West Covina and Downey and all these other agencies. However, we have uh, cadets that leave us and move to Texas. We have cadets that move up to Sacramento. Uh, I have a cadet right now that's a firefighter outside of uh, Lawrence, Kansas. So, you know, they have opportunity throughout the U.S. once they leave our
2: program here at Rio Hondo. Josh, are you are you attending the academy as we speak?
5: Uh, yes, sir. I'm still uh, still attending. We're eleven weeks in. We're down to our final two. Um, and yeah, I've actually I've been here at Rio Hondo for over a year now. Um, I started with the fire technology classes last fall. Um, that's an 18-unit program, which serves as a prerequisite to get into the academy. Um, and so, along with those 18 units and your EMT license, that is what's required, um, like Chief Rigman said, to get into the Rio Hondo Basic Firefighter One Academy. So
2: now uh, we just have a we. Only have about half a minute before we have to go to break. So let me just uh, turn back to the, the celebration. And I was wondering about the Bucket Brigade Challenge. So How did that go? <laughs> Who won? This is, it seems like this is the firefighter tug-of-war right here competition, well, right? Well, truth be told, I haven't talked to the cadets about this, so I haven't talked to Cadet
4: Morris about this. But uh, we had staff against uh, alumni and current students. And I, I, of course, I believe the staff won, but I think that the uh, I think the current class uh, uh, helped support the the endeavors of uh, <laughs> those of us who are maybe over fifty plus. So, but it was a great time, and we had we had
2: a lot of fun. I right, bet it's just, it's all bonding at that point, right? Oh yes, so, oh yes. Okay. Well, Drew, we're going to go to a break. Uh, we will be uh, back on California School News Radio with our guest Tracy Rickman of uh, Rio Hondo Fire Academy and cadet josh morris uh stay tuned we'll be right back
1: life is full of misadventures from car crashes to home fires to getting choked out on the mat Yes, I said getting choked out because I'm Carlos Kramer, jiu-jitsu competitor, MMA and media personality, and mild-mannered insurance agent. You can follow my adventures on Kick-Ass Radio, and I can protect you from life's misadventures at Kramer Insurance. Home, auto, life, business, and workers' comp. We're at KramerINS.com, and I want you to join my world. Are you losing the battle with technology? Tired of struggling with IT? Ready to meet your IT dream team? Centrix IT is Southern California's leader in IT management. A four-time winner of San Diego's fastest-growing privately-held companies, Centrix IT has provided Fortune 500 managed IT services to small and medium businesses for over 13 years. Put an end to your struggle with technology today at CentrixIT.com C-E-N-T-R-E-X-I-T.com Nicole Heffel, an attorney with the Heffel Law Firm, and I'd like to encourage you to join me in honoring our troops. Part of the Heffel Law Firm's mission is to advocate for those returning veterans in need at no cost to them. You can help us with this by allowing us to serve you with your estate planning needs. I'd like to invite you to contact me at heffellaw.com, that's H-E-F-F-E-L-Law.com, or call 619-550-3080.
2: Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909.
0: Talk, talk to me. WSradio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and
2: Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We are back on California School News Radio with our guests, Rio Condo Fire Academy Coordinator, Tracy Rickman, and Connect Josh Morris. Uh, welcome back, Drew and the gang. Uh, Drew, I'll let you lead off this round, if you don't mind. I know that you have some questions uh, do. For, for Tracy and, and, uh, and Josh. So
3: Yeah, so uh, Tracy and, and, and Josh, as uh, you may or may not know, Tracy, you probably know, we uh, have experienced some devastating uh, fires, of course, all throughout our state, of course, but especially here in San Diego area. In 2003 and in 2007, almost to the date, uh, lost close to uh, three, four thousand homes in uh, the, not too far from the area where I live, and, and so forth. So we know this is a exceptionally uh, serious. Uh, Tracy, I'll start with you on this, and you can jump in too, Josh. Um, obviously you're training people to become firefighters and first responders in that area. How much do you work with the public in letting them know, here are some fire safety tips that are pretty simple, like keep your brush away from the house and so forth?
4: Yeah. Well, uh, I was the past fire inspector for the city of South Pasadena Fire Department. I worked for a Fortune 500 company years ago, north of Grumman. Uh, but yep. my municipal experience uh, at South Pasadena and dealing with the wildland-urban interface, of course, over the years, like you said, has increased probably a hundredfold. Right. Uh, and with the, you know, the month of October and November uh, upon us, those are months that we do see a lot of fire activity. Last year, of course, in December, we were on the Thomas Fire. Um, and, and it's one of those year-round, as as everyone describes from the fire service, it's a year-round activity. Now I remember fires, yep. the Colby fire two years ago in January uh, in the hills uh, near um, uh, Glendora, so it's it's a it's a problem, and it's something where I believe that we're going to start talking more and more about that, the importance of the brush clearance, and making sure that we, if we're going to clear brush, that we have the right. The, the tools that we need that aren't going to cause a spark, and all those things that go along with uh, that clearance requirement. So when we do have these fires that uh, we can save and and do a, and do a you know the job that we do to protect those homes and property and lives uh, during those uh, very important periods where we have these these campaign fires as we call them that just grow to hundreds and, and thousands of acres.
3: Yeah, you know, well, we work uh, pretty closely, uh, folks here at the Union Tribune Media Company, uh, with uh, the Red Cross of uh, San Diego and Imperial Counties, and of course, the uh, Burn Institute, and so forth. And you know, there's a, you know, certainly disaster preparedness month, and you know, as much as we tell people to be prepared for this, here's what you need to do. I think, shockingly, when I had the CEO on my radio show down here, the Red Cross said, like, only 8% of people are prepared for a fire disaster. Um, That's going to be very disconcerting uh, to you, I imagine.
4: Well, it's one of those things where I think you know the name of the game is communication and and education, and and I think we're doing a good job there. I think we probably need to do more, maybe in the in the individual regions and and localities, municipalities, where we go out maybe door to door, pass out more literature, discuss more, tied to uh, making sure that uh, we have those clearance requirements met. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that we in I personally I had a place up in Lake Arrowhead and you know we don't want to cut down the trees and then right. have that clearance space at times because it's a very beautiful uh, scenery and, and we just want to preserve that um, and, and moving forward I think what we're going to probably be talking more about um, because I have relationships with a lot of the uh, fire chiefs uh, the chiefs from the uh, US Forest Service Cal Fire and we have well over i have identified a million trees in the state of California that are dead i mean they're not wow. dying they're actually dead right and we're we're going to have to talk about how to reduce that fuel load and, and and get those trees out of there and you know that takes money and that takes uh, an effort to to get that uh get those trees that are that are already dead uh down and and manage that forest maybe a bit better in regards to uh you know new growth and and encourage um you know encourage when we have people moving into these wildland urban interface areas that that they are
3: you know taught and educated to make sure that they protect their assets right hey josh let me ask you this so are you on top of your uh, colleagues and parents and relatives and making sure that uh, they are fire safe
5: yeah yes yeah, sir sure, definitely um especially after just the last the last couple months of training we've received, and actually, ironically enough, we're we're in the midst of Wildland Week right now up at the academy. And so, even before before I took this call, uh, fifty myself and the forty nine other cadets were up in the hills of Whittier, cutting line, practicing fire shelter deployments, practicing calling for airdrops. And so, like Chief Rigman said, fire season is now a year round season. There isn't just you know a couple months throughout the year where fires are burning. Now there's just like last last year with the thomas fire that was all throughout december and january and so um you definitely especially in southern california um you you have to be on your toes year round just because even last weekend we're on a red flag warning santa anas are blowing um brush is super dry and all you need is one little spark from a muffler or a, a weed whacker a lawnmower anything like that can can start one of these campaign fires and so um Something that's been great about the Rio Hondo Fire Academy is they put a, a large emphasis on the wildland portion just because although most of us want to end up on the municipal side and in a municipal station running 911 calls, um, just by the nature of, of how California is nowadays, we're going to be on wildland calls whether we like it or not. And so, so that's definitely been um, a huge part of our training, especially seeing as our academy is wrapping up here in a couple weeks and although it's technically turning into winter, um, there's still <laughs> fire burning and a huge potential for fire in the future.
3: Yeah, we are uh, no, ch- yeah, chatting with Rio Hondo of Fire Academy. Cadet Josh Morris, uh, joined by the coordinator, Tracy Rickman. I'm Drew Schlossberg, joined by my colleague, Kevin Osmus. Kevin?
2: Well, yeah, winters, I think that's like just a memory now, uh, the the winters where things are actually cooling off, because we haven't seen much of that in Southern California. Yeah, I right, think we'll get right. up into the 80s again today. But uh, – just Josh and, and Tracy, uh, maybe just for the last few minutes while we have here, uh, it just takes a certain type of person to be a firefighter. You have to have the nerves of steel. You have to be able to work as a team with, uh, with, your, with your co-workers, and uh, what, what is the Rio Hondo Fire Academy? How do they train uh, the cadets to, to react in the face of this perilous danger? Well, I'll start with that, then I'll let uh, Josh kind of wrap his
4: thoughts up with this. But, you know, as far as becoming a firefighter, you're absolutely right, Kevin. It's it's really not for everyone uh, for a lot of different reasons. You know, you have to have the mentality to run in when everybody else is running out. And in our program, we do spend a lot of time talking about tradition, Uh, We've had uh, three of our past Academy uh, graduates over the last 25 years who have died in the line of duty. Uh, We had uh, 343 firefighters killed on 9-11, and and we talk about those things, and we we make sure that we prepare our, our cadets. Um, for the knowledge side of not only what fire behavior is and how to put out a fire, but also what they're getting themselves involved in. Uh, Being gone from home for 24 to 48 hours a day, being deployed with several of our staff members went to Katrina. We have staff members that went to Christchurch, New Zealand on a FEMA team. We had firefighters that went back during Hurricane Florence, and, you know, they're gone for weeks at a time. So we spent a lot of time developing uh, and making sure that we're educating and talking about not only what the cadet is going to go through and learn but also preparing their families because the families are you know still here at home while their loved one is out you know saving lives and doing what we do as firefighters so you know kevin that's a great question and it's something that we take very seriously uh here at rio hondo and i know all of my colleagues uh that run these regional fire academies, whether it be, you know, Mount San Antonio or Santa Ana or El Camino College, Glendale College, we, we all quarterly get together and talk about all the things that we need to train on and what we need to teach. But we also talk about tr- traditions of the fire service and making sure that uh, all, of our, all of our future firefighters have the tools and the resources they need to
2: be successful. How about you, Josh? Uh, are, you, are you up for this? I think you've been in the program for over a year now. I think that probably you are. Uh, what's the toughest challenge for you when, when, you're, when you're being trained
5: at the academy? Um, you know, I mean, there, there's a ton of challenges we face, not only in the future once we're actually on the job, but even going through a three-month academy um, is even a, a huge accomplishment for all of us who are, who are going to make it through and get our certifications and moving forward. Um, I think for our academy class ninety one, something that we keep at the forefront of our, our minds every day, whether we're in the classroom, whether we're out on the grinder drilling, or or whether we're up up in the hills cutting a line practicing for wildland incidences, is um, just kind of having the mindset of you train like you fight. You can't simulate every situation you're gonna you're gonna face out on the job just because every single call is different. No two fires are the same. No two EMS calls are, are the same. So for the 50 of us cadets, I know each and every day our goal is to train just like we fight and to put ourselves in situations that are as close to the real thing as possible. So once those situations do arise and we're faced um, with a situation where we need to be performing at our best, uh, we can fall back on the training which we have received from the Rio Hondo Fire Academy, which has been a huge blessing to all of us and we've all been trained by just Tons and tons of very, very skilled and, and respected captains and chiefs and engineers throughout the fire service throughout all of California. And so, so I think for for our academy, for our class, um, we do we train like we fight, and um, and that is fighting for your life in some instances. And so, so that's where we just fall back onto our training, fall back onto the knowledge we've learned, um, and just trust that our skills will be there when when we need them the most. So Well that that's very well said Josh. Uh thank you for joining us today
2: on California School News Radio. Thank you Tracy Rickman, uh coordinator of the Rio Hondo Fire Academy. Again, uh they've just celebrated their 50th anniversary uh of, of providing uh, firefighters uh for California and across the country. And that does it uh, for this segment of uh, California School News Radio. But we will be right back. We're going to talk to principal and teacher at Kidmore Elementary School in Baldwin Park, Unified School District. They were recently cited for being one of America's best urban schools in 2018 on California School News Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
2: Are your feet hurting you? I mean really hurting you so much that you can't come to the fair and enjoy other activities with your friends. If so, you may have plantar fasciitis, a chronic inflammation of the connective tissues in the foot. I'm Holly Halsey. I'm a licensed acupuncturist and I can help you with your pain. I invite you to visit me at my webpage, accusagehousecalls.com. That's A-C-U-S-S-A-G-E, housecalls.com. Find out what pain-free feels like. Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today.
3: Securing Our E City Foundation is a nonprofit organization focused on cybersecurity awareness and education. Formed in 2011, their mission is to enable every San Diegan to live, work, and play safely in the cyber world. For more information, visit securingrecity.org or call 619 630 2444. Securingrecity.org, 619 630 2444. Securingrecity.org.
0: In the military, things can change in an instant. The Navy Mutual Aid Association, we understand because it's our life too. That's why our dedication to serving the life insurance needs of our military, veterans, and their families is unrivaled. Navy Mutual offers superior life insurance protection without military service restrictions and limitations. A single focus on providing the peace of mind military families are looking for. That's what we do. Navy Mutual. Ensuring those who serve.
1: Marketing.com, The number five star rep marketing.com. Tired of presentations with no impact,
4: no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience, delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose
1: visit ChristopherMcCullough.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement.
3: M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E ChristopherMcCullough.com